Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and assorted geekery. My name is Ryan and I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts, Mark and Micah. Welcome back, guys. How you doing? How's it going, man? Doing good. Hope everyone else is doing good out there. Uh, doing well, just working a lot of hours and staying busy. How about you? Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, here, Mark, I hear you're working quite a bit these days. Yeah, and I uh, have to do it again tomorrow, man. I'm supposed to go in at one, but I picked up another uh, kind of an odd job uh, helping some guys with some construction work. So I go in at 9.30 for that, and I get off from my job at the hardware store at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Ooh. I know, Mark. It's tough. Not all of us get to sit around and play video games like <laughs> the other co-hosts. I know. Yeah, I uh, last that you know last week it was full. I had uh, training every every day, um, but this week I've had nothing, so um, I've kind of been enjoying it. Man, rubbing yeah, it in, getting in my hobbies, just kind of hanging out. It's been great. You got a salt shaker over there, Micah? <laughs> yeah, man. Rubbing, rubbing in these wounds here? Yeah, man. It's a big one. It's one of those coarse ones. Those organic ones. Those big old crystals. Micah holds no punches. No. No. Man. Well, I, hopefully you've got a lot to cover this week. Well, I guess maybe next week you'd have the, the most to cover. Yeah. But, yeah. Some yeah. good stuff on the way, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Um, hopefully I'll have uh, some more diverse gaming uh next week so um that'll be that to look forward to cool cool well um i guess we can start uh kick it off per usual um with some news um i don't have any bad news uh we'll get that out of the way first if anyone else has any i don't think i have really any bad news mike um i don't think i have any awful terrible bad news um I'll start with a personal update on the Xbox situation. Yeah, man. Um, so I sent it off uh, like you guys know. And uh, I got an email yesterday um, that they have sent the shipping information to FedEx to send it back to me. But who knows how, it's gonna, how long it's going to sit there uh, until it actually ships. But um, it is either fixed or is replaced. And I should be getting it hopefully uh by next week nice you know that turnaround time is better than i expected it to be me too yep me too um which is why i was kind of uh, mixed emotions when they sent me that update email about it being shipped out it's like please don't send me that email until you actually ship it like i don't i don't want to have an email that i got yesterday i'm gonna continually tra- uh, check that tracking number for a week and it's not going to ship until next monday i know that's probably going to happen but it is what it is but at least it's it's going to be fixed yeah i hate those those label created emails yeah ah, those are the worst yeah because you know it's done just when's it going to get to you yeah hey, it's better than the alternative yeah yeah that's true so cool well that's good news yep um i've got something that you guys are going to kind of be excited about. Not excited for you, but excited for me. Um, so per usual, I give updates on the free PS Plus games. 
Um, so those have not been released for July yet, but there is a leak suggesting the next one. And any guesses? Have you guys heard? I have not heard, so I'm not I haven't either. It is a Plague Tale Innocence for PS5. Hey, worth it. I'll definitely. pick that up for sure. I definitely want to see how that plays on PS5. Yeah, so um, like I said, this is not confirmed. This is just like uh, some leak information. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's supposed to run, you know, at, at a high level. So it could be exciting. I'm, I'm excited to play it. Um, I remember watching Mark play, so I'm, so I'm you, excited to get my hands on it. You basically know the whole story besides the, like, the last two chapters, but it's still worth playing. Yeah, you know, I want to experience playing the whole game through, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's and uh you know the sequel was just announced at E3. So, yep. That looks insane by the way. Yeah, dude. Uh I don't want to say too much about the game cuz if Ryan's going to play it, Mike, I don't know if you ever beat it, but I have not beat it. No. <clears throat> well, I won't say anything then. Um I'm very interested though. Okay. In in the, in the sequel. And I will I'll definitely be picking it up. Maybe even day 1. Maybe. Oh, strong uh... Strong vote of confidence there from Mark. Yeah, exactly. Well, I know we talked about, you know, picking it up. Yeah, I think you guys giving me the price point about 20 bucks, if I remember correctly. Maybe yeah. 30. I can't remember what yeah. you guys said. But, yeah, $30 game. So, guys, I'm going to get it for free. <laughs> hey, if this, is, if this is a confirmed leak, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, I think free is worth it. Definitely. Absolutely. And this time it's not us rubbing your face in – something that just came to game pass <laughs> that's right uh, you know it's a little bit a little bit later than the you know the series x side but hey um I, better I'll late than that. never man yep yeah i mean take what you can get so i'm excited for that yeah that's definitely a good one to have uh i you know as an offer for um ps plus or game pass because I, I don't, th- I don't feel like a lot of people rushed out to buy it. I know I didn't. I feel uh, like this has been like a like a slow fade. You know what I mean? Like you know, like people have just kind of like slowly gained interest in it, and it's kind of getting bigger slowly. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's pretty accurate. Not much. I agree. <sighs> Is there any other? Were there any other leaks um, along with that? Or that was the only one. Um, so, but it's saying it's going to be the next gen, you know, announcement. So that's what I'm kind of curious about what kind of specs it's going to run at. Yeah, that'll, you'll definitely have to let us know. Yeah. This is saying potentially 4k resolution, 60 frames per second. So, wow. Yeah. I don't know that whenever, cause I, I played it on the series X, um, but that was, like the weekend the series x came out so i don't know that it was optimized i you know it may have been running for the one x but i don't know that it was optimized for series x i think Uh, you're correct on that i know it i know for a fact it wasn't because i remember looking on the screen and it didn't have the x or s symbol on the little icon yep yep so yeah yeah. i'll probably i'll probably end up starting it over and this time beating it on the ps5 just because it'll be on the next gen update if it turns out to be uh an accurate leak and mike i know i know you played it on the xbox so you probably already have picked up on this but this if you like achievements slash trophies you'll like this game 
Of course, yeah. It's one of those that just as you play the game and you get all the trophies. Yeah, but it's, I, I love yeah, it. It gives you the telltale uh, experience. Exactly. With that was that was the best part about Telltale. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Although the Wolf Among Us did, I loved the story in that one. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Their stories were were pretty good. Wolf Among Us was good. Um, I liked Batman. Um, Never did that one. So, but yeah, easy achievements, easy trophies. I'm I'm kind of a sucker for those. So same here. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, um, I have a uh, to keep it on the consoles. I have a, a story for Xbox. If we're if y'all are done, if y'all are okay to move on, I'll try. And yeah, go for it. Go for it. I wasn't trying to like interrupt anything. Um, <clears throat> so did you guys hear that Microsoft has struck a deal? Um, I haven't seen anything about how many uh, developers that they have struck this deal with, but apparently coming this summer, several developers are releasing TVs and computer monitors that are optimized specifically for the Series X and Series S. Um and they will, they'll have like a, an HDMI port, obviously, um, but they'll have like a, an input specifically for the Series X and Series S. Um, and it says, design for Xbox displays will be marked by a special gaming features for Xbox badge on their packaging. So, uh, and it says, let's see, it has like, it sounds like it's got some cool features with it. It's got, you know, support. One of them, the, apparently the first one's going to be the Philips Momentum. Uh, it says it'll support, and it's coming from Games Radar. It says it'll support uh, 4K visuals at 120 hertz and includes a dedicated Xbox mode to instantly optimize your visuals. It also comes with Ambiglow built-in ambient lighting that projects a halo of light onto the wall behind your display to match the visuals on screen, which isn't really it says which really isn't really an Xbox specific thing, but it's cool. And <laughs> do y'all want to guess the price on this TV? I'm afraid. Ryan, you go ahead and guess because I, I, I did read this story. Um, what size is it again? Um, it's not very big. <laughs> I don't see a size listed for. Yeah, I think it's like monitor size. So I'm, I'm oh. seeing like 28 to 32 inches. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, it says the Philips momentum is 55 inches. Oh, so it's a TV. This okay. one is. There's um an Asus monitor that's 43 inches. The Asus might be the one I'm not <coughs> know the price for. Okay, so th- this is a TV. Now it didn't give like specific specs on it though, did it? So not from what I can see now. It it so it's definitely 4K. Right. It's definitely 120 hertz screen, okay. and it has HDMI 2.1, at least one port. And it's 55 inches. And it's 55 inches. Oh, I don't know. Here's the thing. I haven't priced TVs in a long time. So this is a wild guess. <laughs> um, it's, it's got this gimmicky Xbox, um, you know, specified thing. So I don't know. Let's go with um, 1300 That's pretty close. Uh, it says it's going to clock in. At fifteen ninety nine. Yep. Okay. Uh, like I said, I haven't priced TVs in a while, but I know they've really come down in price. But I know the new, you know, high spec TVs for that price range are, are over a, a grand. So I was just kind of rolling with that information. 
is it the Asus that's the nineteen hundred dollar one? Um, the article I, I have says it's the pricing for that one hasn't been announced yet. So this might be a little bit of an older article. <clears throat> the see Acer looks like they're going to have one for a, a monitor for nine forty nine. Um, but I don't see a price for the Asus. Asus Strix, right? Uh, 23 inch. It, it is saying $1,400 for that one. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money for a monitor. Yeah. Yeah, and here's my thing. I have um, my apartment. I have a Samsung 65 inches. It does 4K. I don't have a sound bar right now. Um, but I'm happy, you know, and most of the time I play with my headphones on, um, and a buddy of mine has like the smart lights, like a strip of the smart lights behind his TV that he programmed to change, to match the color, like the color that's most prominent on his TV screen. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So I don't know. It sounds like, what did he use to do that? I don't know if they're the Phillips or, or, or what um he has it's an app on his phone though so i don't think you know he did a whole lot of you know deep programming um mm-hmm. but uh because he also has like the ones you, you just put in your ceiling but they're like control like they're not they're on separate controls um gotcha so i don't know exactly maybe okay so maybe he's using like an audio out i guess synced with that yeah that yeah, I don't know. I haven't ever taken a look. I've just always accepted it at face value. <laughs> um, Work as fate. Yeah, I just I just trust him with that stuff. But uh, I don't know. With all of those lined up right there, I just given I'm a broke college kid right now, so I don't know that I'd be spending sixteen hundred dollars on just about anything. No, nah, Mark, that and that's just expensive <laughs> for everybody. For you know, yeah. All of us here hosting digital theory. Yep. Yep. Uh, if you want to help us buy these new monitors, though, <laughs> go on over to patreon.com slash digital theory podcast. Give us a look. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get a uh, a demo one sent yeah. to us. Yeah. <laughs> get a review unit. Yeah. yeah. Guys, we can, we can set it up in my apartment. I don't mind at all. Oh, that's, that's very good. nice of you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of Xbox Series X and S, uh, I did, I was looking, you know, I've been watching different websites just to see if I can get one in stock on a Series X, because if I could find one, I potentially would, you know, consider purchasing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not been able to find the Series X just casually looking, but I have found Series S and I just checked. It is still currently in stock for anyone looking for one. I'm, I'm not going to pull the trigger on the S, so. Uh, but if you're looking for one, Costco still has them in stock as of June 22nd when we were recording this. So, And uh, I saw a post on Reddit. The GameStop in Lenore, North Carolina, as of June 22nd, uh, has six Series S's available. Wow. So it uh, looks like those are becoming more available. 
Is it specifically the Series S's you guys have seen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's good news though. Yeah, this one is available for me to check out right now. Um, it's the all digital Series S. Right. Well, I mean, at least at least we have one of the three uh, meeting uh, meeting production. So I, I have faith. But this one might be just because the demand is probably not there. Yeah, that's true as well. You know what I mean? But if, you know, if they get this one in stock, you know, I don't know what production looks like for these. Maybe they can shift production towards the Series X. Right. Um, I don't know how that, you know, that's all unique stuff that we don't have any idea on. But potentially. Um, since we're kind of on console and hardware topics, I want you guys to look up something. Okay. The uh, It's called the Evolution 3D Earbuds. This is something I am excited about. For the PS5? Yes. Evolution 3D Earbuds. Yes. Okay. This is the... Um, Successor to the Pulse headphones for PS5. Dang, these things are sweet. So, you know, I gave rave reviews on that headset from Sony, but I'm more of an earbud guy to begin with. They just don't have any out. Uh, but this, this is where it's at for me. Is this a confirmed thing? Yes. Oh, man, they look sweet. Do I... I will say Sony usually or PlayStation usually gets the cooler accessories than Xbox. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so for those of you listening, um, give that a Google and just check out so you can see it. But basically, it's like the Pulse. It looks like the Pulse headset, uh, but an earbud version. Oh, Any sort of re- release date or anything? I can't you know? find really anything on it. Um, but it's got noise cancellation, the 3D audio. I mean, it's like it's got everything going for it. Interesting. Yeah, these are nice. That'd be so weird to be playing a game with earbuds in and be getting the experience of a headset. Yeah, but, you know, like, I have some Samsung, the, the original buds from them, um, and I love them, so... These are probably upgraded, to, you know, similar oh, to that. Yeah. I have not made the jump to wireless headphones or earbuds in, on any medium. Um, You're missing out, man. I know. <laughs> I know. I still think to that night that uh, you let me try yours with your phone. Um, and I don't know that I've ever heard Post Malone any clearer than I did that night. <laughs> he was like he was in the room. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I was listening to... Ball, what is it? Ball with me or ball for me? I think it's ball with me. I think it's the opposite, but you think it's ball for me? Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> Regardless, I felt like I was getting a live performance. I mean, I could turn it up, turn it down, have it in one earbud if I wanted to. And then I just go back to the regular Apple wired headphones. So, my problem though with that, Mark, is I don't even have an auxiliary port on my phone anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's a trade-off. I'd have to get a dongle. Yeah, dude, I feel like no self-respecting man 
has a dongle hanging out of his phone. Right. <laughs> you would hope not. And that's hard to that's, that's hard to spit game with a dongle hanging on your phone. Yeah, bro. I just don't know how I'd feel if a man was talking to me and his dongle was exposed. He's just flashing his dongle. That sounds like a have you have you guys seen that commercial about the dongle? No. No. I think it was when Apple like first released their phones without uh, auxiliary port and Samsung still had one and they were like making fun of it. And the guy basically was like, yeah, but you have to have a dongle. And then eventually it went on to say, well, like what if two people want to listen? Well, then you need a double dongle, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, there, there, there was a time when dongles were in, in style. I mean, I remember, uh, the dongle that you would get for your Xbox. Yeah, I mean, there was the wireless adapter dongle, and then there was the dongle for the wireless uh, controller. And I think it was on the OG Xbox, right? Shoot. And I didn't, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> I thought Apple invented the dongle when they took away the charge or the headphone for it. <laughs> You're showing your age, Micah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh. Uh, it's okay. Micah was just, uh, <clears throat> He started the podcast off with guns blazing. That's true. Look, I've had a long time to sit here and stew uh, on on my uh, on my uh, bad luck. So I'm just mad at the world. I'm not mad at you guys. I'm just mad at the world. I woke up and chose violence this morning. Oh man. Well, anyway, you got some good stuff coming, Micah. Yeah. Got something to look forward to here. That's true. Um, so th- these will give the Pulse headset a run for their money. Absolutely. And hopefully Microsoft, hopefully they do well and Microsoft will be like, you know what? Maybe we should get into this. You know they're going to. I mean, if one does one thing, the other's going to do it. Yeah. Or so something think, similar, you know? You think we'll see uh, PS5 specific uh, TVs and monitors? Oh, I'm sure Sony's going to roll one out. Yes, Sony's already selling uh, the TV I bought this past year. They're selling it in a bundle with a PS5, calling it Sony's only PS5 ready TV. Wow. Yep. There you go. Questions okay. answered. So they didn't make one, but they're they're marketing one as specific for PS5. Gotcha. Yep. But see, like Sony has that so easy because they already produce TV. <laughs> slap it on there. Yeah, whereas Microsoft at least has to partner with someone. Right. For now. For now. So they start producing Microsoft TVs. And I'm kind of surprised that they haven't. I am too. Uh, but can you, I can't, I couldn't bring myself to go to the store and buy a Microsoft TV. No, I'd have to. Yeah. It'd probably go about the way the Microsoft phone did. Yeah. They'd have to, uh, they'd have to figure out a way to like survive a few years of, of, being like high sense in the market you know what i mean like a just an entry level yeah. like pretty nice tv but it's still entry level um before they could actually start asking the premium price sony's been around forever they microsoft if microsoft did do that they should just go like the complete opposite direction and like like be like for this tv is not going to run for the series x you're not going to get anything even out of the xbox one and the 360 ain't going to be looking good 
But you hook up an OG Xbox, you're gonna feel like you're in 2002 again. <laughs> We're gonna they're gonna start selling CRT <laughs> yep. monitors. Are these even legal to make anymore? Hey man, it's probably like against like international treaty. Yeah, I'm thinking that like the EPA is gonna like yeah show up. Cathode tubes. They're having fun if you're getting cancer. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Oh man. Like banjo wow. kazooie. <laughs> this is escalating very quickly. <laughs> it did escalate quickly. <laughs> oh. All right, we gotta get out of this one. All right. Um, well, yeah. I'll bring it back. I'll bring, bring it back down yeah, bring back. with uh, with a kid friendly announcement. We don't have many of those um, on here just because we're kind of focused on things that we like. Um, but this is something that um, I for certain uh, will like. I think Mark, you'll probably like this. Ryan, I don't think you played this, so um, you may not care. But uh, Final Fantasy IX uh, is uh, uh, Square is te- teaming up with an animation uh, studio to bring a uh, Final Fantasy IX animated series. I guess I uh, guess I need to beat it now so I can actually watch the yep. uh, the series. Yeah, it's uh, Cyber Group Studios. Um, they're a Paris-based uh, developer and distributor of kids television. Um, it's uh, going to be making an animated series uh, on it. It's going to be targeted towards um, the age ranges of 8 to 13. Would you say that that game would be would be rated or a, aimed towards 8 to 13 year olds? No. I will no. say that, I'd say that there's one character in the game that would be uh, aimed toward 8 to 13 year olds. And that's Vivi, the yep. mate. Um, Vivi is awesome. If they just made a show on Vivi, I would watch it. Um, but I, I would say that, that 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 game as a whole is probably pretty pretty mature, even compared to some of the other Final Fantasy games. I mean, at the beginning, I don't want to spoil this for anybody, but this is literally the beginning of the game, so it's not really any spoilers. But um, the princess that you end up kind of... Um, uh, helping stow away her mother tries to just straight up kill her at the beginning <laughs> of the game yeah uh, so i'm not i'm not sure this is super that that's game story is kid friendly but uh i'll be interested to see a uh, final fantasy animated series i'll definitely watch that maybe they're gonna clean it up a little bit i'm sure i'm sure yeah i don't know i'm conflicted i mean I understand why they would target it towards kids. I get it. Um, because I, I, cause I actually saw an article about this. Um, and it, the, like it pointed out that like when Final Fantasy IX came out, it was like way more cartoonish and ditched a lot of the like sci-fi elements that yep. um, 7 and I guess 6 had before it. Or and uh, eight. 8. Sorry, yep. not 6. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. I want. I will, I'll probably check it out, but I had to force myself to watch the first two seasons of Clone Wars, uh, because it was just so like I, it was over the top with the with being For like kids, you know, yeah yeah. Now you know seasons three through seven just get better and better and better. Um, and I mean I'm not. I don't think that this will follow Star Wars. Or Clone Wars, you know how good that got, um, right? 
But I don't know. Something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, I, I would hope, kind of like you, that they would they would bring up the age range a little bit just because, I mean, who do they think is going to be excited about this 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 series right it's going to be it's going to be people in their 20s and 30s people who played the game it's not going to be eight-year-olds who never played the game this now to them they're not going to care about it so dude um, the game would have been eight years old for the already by the time that the 13 year olds they're aiming it for were born right exactly so yeah i i'm definitely going to watch it just because i love final fantasy Uh, but yeah we'll see that that age group kind of caught me off guard too. Caught me uh, feeling some type of way about it. Yeah, I mean, not to not to linger on this or make it just sound like we're just like a bunch of like you know grouches. But uh, when when I saw the <laughs> the the headline for that article, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool! Like, I mean, my first thought was it was going to be like you know at least geared towards people who enjoy the games and right. You know, obviously, I didn't play it when it came out since I'm playing it for the first time now, 21 years later. Um, but uh, I don't know. Just odd. Odd choice. Yeah. I agree. Ryan, any take on that? Um, you know, I'm not – I've played a little bit of these, but not not real in-depth. You know what I mean? I got you. Um, I've just kind of, you know, dipped my toes in it. But – um, I think it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I think there's just a lot of what, you know, what ifs or, you yeah. know, um, I would, I would, I would love for it to do well just to see if we could possibly get some other final fantasies, uh, adapted into, uh, animated shows or animes. Yeah. I'm, I'm not real hopeful that it will do great. I'm you know what really, I mean? Yeah. Like I, I really, I hate to be like really pessimistic pessimistic about it but uh, i think it's gonna sink (laughs) i love it just my personal opinion but i'm pulling for it you know did it say uh are they gonna animate it in the style that the game was in or are they gonna like um date it they they have not they have not made any announcement like that um uh, basically said they haven't even finalized episode count or length um, but they're going to begin production by the end of 2021 or the beginning of 2022. So do you have a preference on, you know, would you rather see it like an anime style or would you rather them keep it as it looked when it came out? I would actually prefer an updated take on it. Cause if it's not going to be the, if it's not going to be the story and if it's not going to like, because it can't feature the characters all as one group because they only came together in that in that original story. I'd prefer it to look just be based in the world, but maybe look a little bit better. Um, I wasn't it. a big fan of the art style for Final Fantasy IX. Um, I much preferred the cyberpunk games of like Final Fantasy VII and VIII. So, um, not to say Final Fantasy IX isn't good; it's it's fantastic, but um, it just wasn't for me uh, when it first came out. Uh, later playthroughs, though I, I I did appreciate for the game that it appreciate it for the game that it is. For sure, I can't say much. I mean, I've only played nine and part of fifteen, so uh, two drastically different entries in the oh, game. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, I played a little bit of seven, very little bit. Um, 
<clears throat> but I actually really like the art in nine and the um I, mean, I, guess, I guess you could say sort of kind of medieval yeah. feel to it um, yeah. with like some s- steampunk, which I've never really been into, but it, it works in nine. Yep. Yep. It uh, certainly was a, a, a much more colorful game than the previous ones. Um, and for that, that was good. It was kind of a, you got away from the super gritty, like sad dystopian worlds and had this colorful kind of fun clownish world, um, which was, which was a nice break of, of pace. That's for sure. Right. But, but with the age range that it's reaching out to, I think you have to consider that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wh- what is it really going to be? Yeah. That was, that was why I actually asked the question. Cause I feel like if you, I feel like if you, I don't know, my, my first thought was if you update the game too much or, or update the looks too much, you might, they might upset fans of the original game. Uh, whereas if they keep it looking like it's straight off of PlayStation 1, I don't see 18 or 8 to 13 year olds really jumping on board with that. Right. Time will tell, though. Hey, I'm, like I said, I'm pulling for it. Yeah. I'm just, not optimistic about it yeah and i think you i think you're right i mean i looked up the studio um they're the ones who brought us uh mini ninjas the tv series so okay <laughs> says it all right so yeah so another little product placement cartoon yeah hey for that shot for that feature though we should get I wouldn't mind a voice. I wouldn't mind voicing a side character or something. <laughs> That's One true. Off. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> I feel like after there Avatar The Last Airbender, every kid's animated show needs a Cabbage Man. And I think one of us could be the man for the job. <laughs> hey, I have all the confidence in our abilities. But that's all I got for, for that story. That was good stuff. Deep topic there. Yeah, man. Um, well, Micah, I got something you might kind of enjoy. Okay. I've got a new update for eSports. Okay. So um, you guys know I've sunk some hours in Farming Simulator. Oh, yeah. So it appears that um, there is an eSports league for Farming Simulator. And the top prize is 100,000 euros. I am a little confused. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, let, let's let's kind of break it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually on an NPR website. Okay. Uh, so the title is the farming video game that is so popular people pay to watch gamers play it. Um. <laughs> so, like I said, this this I game is such an NPR take. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But anyway, I agree with aspects of this article. Um, but basically, they're covering a guy. Let's see if it mentions his name. Um, I think it does. I can't find it right now. But anyway, this, this guy has more than 40,000 followers uh, that watch him stream Farming Simulator. Um, but basically, just because of the you know, following on the, in this game, they're able to make it an esports league. Wow. 
mean, how does that work, though? You know, I, I, it doesn't break it down exactly, but I imagine that it has something to do with the yields and how profitable you can be running your farms. Hmm. It's my, my only guess, right? So when we buy tickets to go watch a live, a live show. Oh, man. He runs that combine harvester like a pro. <laughs> yeah. You know, this game is fun to to play is like something you don't have to focus on you know like i just sit back and just kind of drive a tractor around right um but i can't imagine watching someone do it yeah i mean yeah. i feel like you'd have you'd have to have it on like 4x speed i don't think any speed <laughs> would be enough for me you know what i mean yeah i mean i i don't like you said, how would you judge it? And if it is on like yield and efficiency, then I mean, it, you could get that off of like C SPAN. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. The only, I feel like though, if, you, if you're watching a guy stream farming simulator, I mean, I'm sure that there's people out there who are just farming simulator super fans. <laughs> but if I, I'll, I'll say if I was watching a guy stream that game, it would be more like in the background, you know, I'm just listening to him talk. Right. Or I'd be home with the flu and <laughs> nothing else would be going on. Yeah. Just don't want to focus on anything else. Yeah. I'd be guys, out. let's just be honest here. If the top prize and you won it, I converted it. It's over 119,000 us dollars. Yeah. Well, you know to what? be a, to be a fake farmer. Yeah. Somebody you're grabbed making, a hat and a, you're making more money than real farmers. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, also, how do you judge the barrier of entry? Like, when are you considered good enough to go competitive? Yeah. You must have X amount of dollars in your uh, your bank account in your single-player career. I don't know. I think yeah, Ryan, you should give it a go, though. You did you play know, that game quite a bit. Oh, yeah, I played it a lot, but it's just because I'm sitting on my couch not wanting to, like, focus on anything. I'm just driving tractors around, you know what I mean? Hey, but maybe that's the secret. Maybe, you know, like, sometimes, like, cops get removed from cases because they care too much, and yeah. it blinds them to it. Maybe if you care too much about virtual farming. Well, by the way, I found out this guy's uh, name. It's Harley Hand, and um, he plays the game as his full-time job. Harley Hand. Yeah. Well, shout out to Harley. I mean, he's doing it right, really. Yeah. yeah. He, he's living the dream, that's for sure. I mean, yeah, he just digitally harvests yeah. crops. I mean, you got to find your audience, right? Yeah. So he, uh, he, did, he did the work. He found a very niche game to play, and uh, he deserved it. He deserved his audience. Yeah. I love it. So I just wanted to, you know, bring that up. You know, I know we've covered that game a lot. It's just interesting. I, and, you know, you've gotten it. You know, we've, we've talked about eSports growing. Um, this is not the direction I thought it would go. Oh, no, yeah, this is one of the last games I'd assume. Would. I will say, though, there is, like, real competitive fishing. And that's true. I don't know that I would want to watch someone fish, but I'd fish. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and I think this game is very educational. For like, uh, you know, like a future farmer of America kind of deal. But I don't see it as like an esports game. Right. Yeah, maybe this is like one of those things and 
maybe this will get changed, you know, after they do a couple competitions or something. Maybe it's just mislabeled right now, you know, like esports is kind of like an umbrella right now. True. Yeah. But man, a top prize of a hundred and nineteen thousand dollars. That's not bad. That's that's good money. Yeah, I need to figure out how to enter. Yeah. Good. But anyway, just an update on the esports world. Interesting. The world of competitive farming. Yeah, it never ends, man. Yeah, interesting. Um, I have one more piece of news. Um, this uh, doesn't really have anything to do with uh, farming or competitive games, so kind of hard to make that segue. But um, Warner Brothers Montreal uh, posted a job uh, that they are looking to fill that uh, indicates that they are possibly working on a new IP AAA title. Um, and this is the studio that is bringing us uh, Gotham Knights next year. So um, what's interesting is that on the website, uh, Warner Brothers Montreal is um, basically talking about that they, they want to continue to develop games that expand the DC universe uh, in an interactive space. That was a quote. So is it a new... DC hero that they're working on a game for, or is it a completely new separate IP? That's that's kind of the question at this point. Um, which which would you guys prefer? Uh, a new DC hero game or just a new IP in general? Um, I'm thinking a new IP in general. See, I'm thinking well, if it's, it's going to be set in DC, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but uh, this year I watched... Um, the Dark Knight for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before that, I didn't really care about DC, and I've never really been a big superhero fan, and I'm, I wouldn't label myself a big superhero fan now. Uh, but, I mean, I do think DC, as characters, I think DC has the more interesting characters than Marvel overall. Ooh, Mark, you have just... You have just... You have just strolled into a minefield. I know, mm-hmm. I know, I know, I, but... <laughs> well, okay, I'll say... Uh, walking it back. Walking I won't walk it back. it back. I won't walk it back. No, Mark, I'll... I agree with you. So you keep going. That's fine. But I think if Warner Bros. is smart, give us a game that even even if it's extremely similar to like the Gotham series, but do it from like a villain's perspective. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd so be like really if, cool. Instead of like, you know, going and clearing. I haven't played. I'll say this right now i haven't played any of the gotham games so anything i'm about to say might sound stupid but you know (laughs) at far cry you have like your outposts and stuff um and you go liberate them well like if they like gave you a a dc villain and you just got got to walk around like setting up outposts to like terrorize gotham or something i would be on board with that it'd be cool kind of like a reverse um uh mechanic from the the uh, assassin's creed brotherhood where you had your little assassin bureaus you set up around town yeah yeah that'd be that'd be sweet i'd be for that i mean again i'm not really big into the superhero thing not massively um so i could be wrong here but i don't i don't know of any games that have let you play as like a a villain from one of the superhero universes in in recent that's not like that's yeah that's not just 
you play them in, a, in like an off-hand level. Yeah, you or – It's like focused on a villain. Or, you know, like something – or not something like an injustice, you know. Yeah. Like a, 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 I don't want to say fleshed out game because I know fighting games have stories and a lot of people enjoy those stories, but something that, you know, gives you time to spend with like one character. Right. Yeah. A Grand Theft Auto, but for super villains. Yeah. Interesting. What, what would you pick, Micah? Uh, for me, I would probably want, um, something else in the DC universe um, just because there's a lot of other cool characters that they could they could bring out and uh, um, base a game around um, like a Martian Manhunter game would be awesome um, a Superman game would be awesome if they could make a Superman game that you know kind of takes the the sting away from Superman 64 <laughs> I was about to say dude just yeah. remaster 64 yeah <laughs> uh, that's kind of like the ultimate fantasy, right? I, I'm not even a huge Superman fan because any type of like overpowered hero, I'm not interested in. Like uh, Superman, Captain Marvel, they're they're kind of the same, right? They they show up, they have all the powers, no weakness, and they can just they can just fix any problem. That's not interesting to me. I I, I like the hero to have a good chance of actually not succeeding. Um, most of the time I end up pulling for the bad guy, to be honest with you. Um, but I just think that Warner Brothers does make DC games so well. Um, I'd just like to see them expand into other uh, heroes. Like, I love Batman. Don't get me wrong. I, I want them to keep making Batman games. That's my favorite. That's my favorite DC hero. Um, and the fact that he's apparently not in Gotham, Gotham Knights, that literally took that game from a day one purchase to I'm probably not going to get it. Um, I'll probably play it whenever it hits game pass. Have uh, they said who you will play as in Gotham Knights? Sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, uh, you're good. No, you're playing as uh, uh, I think it's Batgirl, uh, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin. Okay, well, I was because I asked that because uh, whenever you said you were playing as Batman, I was like, oh, well, if you got to play as like Red Hood, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind yeah. of kind of interested in the game now yeah red hood red hood is is red hood and nighthawk would be the the two yeah. or not nightwing would be the two that i uh would be interested in but it's just man it's not the same so, so really two, two opposite ends of the spectrum here mark mark interested mike not very interested yeah yeah we'll see hopefully it's hopefully it's good i mean i like the gameplay i like the combat it, some people kind of complain about it being simple combat but you know, some, sometimes that's what you want. I don't, I don't want to spend hours mastering combos and like getting down my defense to the millisecond. Like, I got other stuff I got to do in my life other than that. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, and if you, I feel like if you refine combat too much, it's just it doesn't it doesn't work either. Yeah, it gets too bogged down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's uh, exciting, though. Either way, you know, a new IP is always welcome. Yeah. Uh, and a good IP and an or a good new entry in an already established IP is always welcome as well. Exactly. Exactly. And in, in the seemingly endless year of remasters that we're we're in. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> well, I actually 
wanted to ask you guys if you'd heard about Obsidian's new uh, quote-unquote Skyrim killer that they may have shown at E3. I, like I said, I didn't get to watch it. But... Was this Avowed? Is this what yes. It's called? Okay. What, yeah. what is this again? Uh, so Obsidian Entertainment is mm-hmm. uh, making a new RPG uh, called Avowed. Um, a lot of people like drawn like a lot of people apparently like made have, have drawn similarities between that and Skyrim. Um, but it's set in the world that the Pillars of Eternity games take place in. Uh, but this is a first person game. Uh, well, apparently they have a job listing for someone who can do who can make combat flow seamlessly between first and third person action sequences. Um, but I'm gonna be honest. Obsidian has not made a game that has upset me yet. Yeah, I mean, I really like Pillars uh, series too. Like, I I think that world that they made is super interesting and unique. So, um, yeah, I'd be super interested to play this game. It looks it looks crazy. You know, uh, the article I read said that like the guy like draws out his magic and then shoots at like an unseen enemy and first thing i thought of and i haven't haven't played this game yet but uh arcs fatalis i know that was like a a system that they had where you had to like draw out the designs yeah each each spell had like a sigil and i heard that that was like really busted in in arcs fatalis uh and kind of like i I don't want to say made magic useful but made it more of a headache than it should have been right um and was it was that a Beth- that wasn't a Bethesda game, was it? Or, or a Zenimax game, was it? Uh, Arc Fatalis? Yeah. Um, Seems like Bethesda may have had ties in. I hate this game. Uh, Arcane. Okay. Arcane, yeah. Um, well, if there's, I feel like Obsidian could pull it off. If, if, if anyone was going to try that system again, and I don't, obviously I don't know how close it'll be to how, the way Arcs, Arcs did it. Right. Um, but if that's the route they go, I feel like Obsidian could pull it off. Man, Arcs Fatal. Let's look at this game. I just looked it up. This brings back a flood of memories from like old school PC RPGs. That's actually one I'm I'm looking at for the Steam Summer Sale, even though it's only oh, like man. five dollars on Steam regularly. It's like giving me like real Morrowind vibes. <clears throat> the things wow. I've like watched look great from Fatality. Yeah, Ryan. I was gonna say, don't you have a quite a list though for your Steam Summer Sale? Yeah, man, I'm having trouble for how many has it grown since we spoke last? I think I'm at 17 right now. Right, so we're still at okay. So that was that's last we talked, you were at 17, so yeah. Um you've hit a firm number. There's one that keeps making its way in and out, but I won't say <laughs> what it is yet because I don't I don't want to say it and then like not buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I do feel like Arx Fatalis is a buy, though. Yeah, it looks it looks good. I mean, it looks like um one of those old like dungeon crawler RPGs, kind of like a Bard's Tale. Um, yeah, and it it looks dark and grimy, yeah. like like almost like Thief, the Metal Age graphics. If you guys remember that game? I don't know that I've ever heard of that game. Yeah, I don't know that one. So I, I get no backup. Okay, 
just it's another <laughs> one that just dates me, I guess. The, All right, my it, it looks uh, exactly like yeah. Was it beef the metal age? Beef beef. 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 Like oh, thief. <laughs> yeah. Wait, like the game, like the series thief? Yeah. And but oh, this is called okay. this is called Thief Two the Metal Age. Okay, I do know what you're talking about then. Yeah, okay. I thought you said uh, either said beef or beat. Beef. Beef the metal age. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. That's funny. Yeah, it looks just like that game. Well, um, I know we're running close on time, so we I can make this one super quick. Um and we don't have to spend a, a whole lot of time on it. But you got? we'll spend as much time on it as you want, Mark. PAX West uh, is going to be the first big in-person gaming event since the start of the pandemic. It's exciting. Hey, man, turning the corner. Yeah, that's that's what I thought, too. Um, they haven't released any, like, like how they're going to, you know, mask enforcements or, you know, how they're going to do that yet. Um, they said that they'll, they'll release all that once it gets closer to time. But still a pretty big stepping stone because it was canceled last year. Um, so to be returning in person is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I gotta be honest with you. The, one of the things I'm most excited about, um, about it coming back is, uh, acquisitions incorporated. Um, will have a, D and D show that they, uh, will upload onto their channel on YouTube the day after. That so, sounds sick. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. That's, that's one of the the uh, best live D&D shows um, uh, that's recorded and posted. Um, I highly recommend it if you're into D&D and want to watch something maybe that isn't Critical Role, um, which I love that too, but uh, Acquisitions Incorporated is, is pretty awesome. Uh, not only that, but they have basically the editor-in-chief of Wizards of the Coast, uh, Jeremy Crawford, uh, is the DM for them. So it's oh, wow. pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I figured that was just a, you know, a, a cool, quick announcement. And I don't really have much to say on it besides it's exciting to hear that's in person. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I'm super excited. We're starting Finally. to open back yeah. up. Yep. So that's it for you, Mark. That's it for me. Well, Mark, what you been playing? Um. Well, Ryan, as you know. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Tropico 6. Uh, you and I jumped in a game with um, a patron and uh, started on a desert map, which was very interesting. And uh, all of us had very funky looking cities, but I had never played on a desert map. I don't know if you had tried it out, um, but I actually kind of liked it. I thought it was actually kind of a fun, a new actually... challenge. Actually, I have not played on a desert map until then, uh, but I actually enjoyed it too. It kind of brought a different approach to the game. Yeah, and um, I didn't. I mean, when I think of Tropico, and I, I think you know a lot of their marketing is designed this way. You think of like a tropical island. Um, so I, it kind of felt. I don't want to say it felt like I was playing a different game, but uh, it felt. I don't know. It felt different. You know what I mean? Now, I will say, Mark, 
you had the best looking palace that I've seen in the game. <laughs> oh man, I, I am actually kind of proud of it. Uh, Micah, I, I you haven't seen it yet, but it's um, it's like white stucco. It, it says it's stucco. You know, Tropico is not known for being super detailed. Um, <laughs> with like a pale red and gold accents. Uh, yeah. I was really trying to highlight that. You know, like like Spanish style. Yeah, Spanish like maybe like the 90s Soviet look. Yeah. It screams well, the 90s. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was uh, that was my goal. So I, I, I appreciate that, Ryan. Meanwhile, I just have like a standard white palace with a garden on top. Hey, but a garden, a rooftop garden in the desert is an achievement on its own. Ryan was spending his money where it needed to be spent. <laughs> yeah. That was rigging the election. That's right. I only allow the wealthy to vote. Exactly. Yeah, that that was the path I went as well in my constitution. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. We had a good time. Uh, we're st- we're not done with that map yet. I will um, say. Oh, sorry, Ryan. I was just say. So we're we're cruising, and the cities are starting to actually come together. I am gonna. I'm gonna take a moment here, Ryan, to brag a little bit. Um, <laughs> just, you know, obviously, it's been covered over several episodes that like. Ryan is more so the city building guy than I am. Um, but for, uh, for a little while there, uh, I had the highest approval rate and the, uh, the best economy running in our map. Um, even had, I had to give out some money to a, to a couple, a couple times to the players. Well, I will say which player, but <laughs> I'll say, I'll say this, Mark. Sometimes, um, you have to build a good foundation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I will say I could, I can see the, uh, the curtain is starting to be drawn back. You know, uh, I, I, I definitely really just incorporated the Soviet mindset, you know, it's all about show and grand and, and being grand. Well, as that's as, part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have, if I had the palace, I gotta, you know, if I'm going to talk the talk, I gotta walk the walk. Yeah. But, uh, well, I, I agree, Mark. I, I've been playing some Tropico 6. This week's not been as busy for me, but what else you've been getting into? Um, I tried out a little bit of Forza Motorsport 7. Um, uh, I, last one I played was Forza 4. Yep. Uh, and in between that, I played Gran Turismo Sport and really liked that a lot. And a buddy of mine, uh, we, ha- we downloaded 7 off of Game Pass. And I got to say, man, I am not a race car driver, at least not in the Ford universe. <laughs> I could not stay on the track to, to save to, my life. To be honest, though, racing with a steering wheel versus a joystick are two completely different worlds. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I really liked the game, but it it was kind of frustrating. Like, we did a... Um, I guess it's a regulation race, like one of the ones I host, I guess hosted by Forza. And like, you have to, you're encouraged to drive clean and you get penalties if you don't. And, um, it, you can like be disqualified and you get kicked out of the lobby. And I was disqualified before lap two. Dang. <laughs> yeah, man, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> are, are you one of those drivers that like only use acceleration? Like <laughs> you're just uh, wide open. See, I try not to be, but I get my I I always run up on turns and I yeah. try and like slam on the brakes. 
Um, so I, I guess, <laughs> yes, I am. Um, Mark, you got to go slow to go fast sometimes. I know, man. It, it's just weird to me going like four miles or an hour around a turn in like a supercar. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a good game, though. You know, it's Forza. It, it satisfies that itch. Right. That's it good. Who doesn't have a dedicated rig. Well. Yeah, right. And Mike, it does look amazing. But that's it for me. Cool. Well, Mike, I'll, I'll finish out and then uh, you can finish this out total. Okay, sure. Because uh, I, uh, I know we mentioned it earlier, but uh, work's been nuts. I've been, been working a lot of hours and, you know. Anyway, so I just need something I can just relax and play. So Tropico 6 was part of that. And then I just sat back on the couch and got back into some SnowRunner. Um, so they have provided a couple big updates since the last time I played it. Uh, some new maps. They've also released mods for this game for console, which is pr- pretty neat. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that is a trend that's going to continue with some games, uh, you know, kind of like bring the PC aspect into it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So like for this game, there's, there's vehicles, there's trailers, you know, even I want to say there's even a map maybe that's a mod, but um, so I downloaded a few of those and just kind of tooled around in that game and just relaxed. Um, so I, I still would definitely recommend this game for anyone who's looking for a, a driving game. That's, relaxing and fun it's not as uh stressful as mark going around the corners at four <laughs> four or 400 miles an hour whatever he's he decides to do his supercar yeah, you don't know if you ride with me man so uh the, <laughs> the other hands yeah this game's the complete opposite end of that spectrum but uh it's a lot of it's a good time very cool yeah i agree i, I really hope that more mods come to the console that that's in my opinion the biggest uh advantage that pc gaming has is is modding communities some games modding communities are amazing so ryan is the snow are the snow runner mods is there like um like you know steam has the workshop where like the users can upload mods but on console for like bethesda games you have to get them through the bethesda workshop and i think some of them are fan-made but some of them are like they have to be like certified by bethesda or something right does snow runner have something like that or is it more just like a free market like the workshop I know that they they have certain guidelines they have to follow. Hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly how it's regulated, but I do know there are certain guidelines. Um, and it's you have to like you know sign up to be part of the mod community. So, gotcha. And I, I know it is limited. Um, like for some reason, they give you some weird amount of space you can use for mods, which I don't really know why it's limiting it to that extreme you know what i mean like it's in the megabytes hmm. wow That's interesting yeah so i mean besides the fact that um i had another 30 gigabyte call of duty update the other day <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i've at this point i have a ps call of duty <laughs> it's a dedicated console yeah i mean it's it's getting out of hand it's probably going to come off of there before long if i want to play anything else that's kind of where I'm getting with the Series X. I um, I haven't uninstalled it yet um, because I do feel like I'd like to play it again. Um, 
and like I've talked about before, my dad plays it, and that's something that like you know we can play together. Um, so I don't want to uninstall it, but then then again, you know I. I had to uninstall seven games to make room for Forza Seven, like, and I could have just uninstalled Call of Duty. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, Forza is a Forza is like ninety-eight gigs though, which is, I don't know, like maybe the size of one Call of Duty update. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That's uh, that puts it in perspective. You had at least seven games. Yeah. Yeah, and PlayStation needs to come out with their hard drive, their expandable hard drive. It's yeah, getting solutions. I mean, come on now. How long has it been? Yeah, it's been a minute. I, I heard that they were supposed to be making some announcements soon, but then they kind of went quiet again. So, well, at least on the Xbox side, you can you can pony up and pay the money for it. But yeah, true. It's pretty expensive though. That's that's an investment. Hey, it's better than nothing. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what about you, Micah? Um, well, I've been playing some uh, old games this week. Surprise, surprise. Uh, to absolutely no one. Um, so one I'll talk about, I, I've been playing uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, I never beat the uh, uh, DLCs for that game. And uh, I got, I didn't buy the game when it came out. I got the... Uh, what was it like the complete edition or whatever that had all the DLCs? And I keep hearing that the descent is literally the best story part of that game. So um, I beat the game, but never not any of the DLCs. So I'm going to play through it again and uh, play through the descent and uh, see if it lives up to the height. Um, and then I've been playing this, this other older game. And I don't know if I've brought this up on the podcast before or not, but it's a game called Blade Storm. The Hundred Years' War. Um, just imagine Dynasty Warriors in the Hundred Years' War. And you can create your own mercenary and choose, like, for each individual battle, you can choose to either fight for the English or the French, um, depending on, like, the difficulty. Um, so, like, if you fight on, let's say, the side that has a disadvantage, your pay will be better, but the difficulty will be, will be harder. Does that make sense? And, and basically, you're just, like, trying to survive as a mercenary during the Hundred Years' War. Um, Dude. I'm, I'm so glad to hear someone else mention this game. Yeah, it's a good game. I, uh, so I, 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 uh, I don't, I think it's on Game Pass, or it was. Um, but I played this game back in the PS3 days. Mm-hmm. Um, I never bought the game, because <laughs> I was, like, I don't know. I don't know. I was I was in fifth grade when I got my PS3. Um, so let's say I was in sixth grade by the time I played this. Um, I downloaded the demo and would just play the demo of that over and over and over again. I yeah. loved what little slice of the game I got to play. Yeah, it's it's super fun. And I think the version I have is, uh, is technically Bladestorm Nightmare. So it has the Hundred Years War campaign. And then it has another campaign called the Nightmare Campaign, which is set during the Hundred Years' War, but it's like it blends fantasy with history. And instead of just fighting against human armies, you're fighting against like orc armies with like trolls and giants and dragons and stuff. Like it's it's oh, wow. pretty legit. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's been so long since I've heard that game's name. Yeah. So I've been playing it this week. I don't know what got me 
into it. I just saw it sitting on my shelf and I said, Hey, I'm going to install that and, uh, and play it. Um, but yeah, it still holds up. It's super fun. Um, I really wish they'd make a, uh, a sequel with some updated graphics and they could be, I think it'd do, do well. Was that the only Bladestorm game to come out? Yeah, there was Bladestorm The Hundred Years War and then Bladestorm Nightmare, which was basically a, the game with a reskin campaign added to it. Okay. Yeah, I would I would definitely play a sequel. Oh, don't, yeah. know the, don't know that we'll ever see one, though, because you're like literally the only person, the only other person I know that's played it. Yeah, it is. Not, it was not a. It was not a widely known game, at least in the West. I think it was big uh, in Japan, uh, just not so much over here um, for whatever reason. See, that's probably why they think that we wouldn't want to play a game about like samurai and yeah and all that good. Yeah, stuff. they look at it like okay, they didn't want to play a game about you know one of the mo- one of the foundational conflicts of Western history. So they're definitely not going to want to play a game about Samurai when absolutely everyone would want to play a game about Samurai. It's the fact that it was the Hundred Years War that no one cared about it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the two games I've been playing. And um, I've been into uh, uh, painting minis, uh, painting my D&D minis. It's been real relaxing. Um, so I don't know if, you, if anyone out there uh, is into the hobby but uh, or thinking about getting into it. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, it's real relaxing. Um, if you like to focus to like take your mind off stuff, it's perfect for that. Um, I've, I've lost three hours the other day uh, painting too many. So um, I've been kind of doing that to kind of get my mind uh, mind off things. So been a pretty pretty decent week so far. So uh, Micah had or Ryan had Snowrunner. You had painting minis, and I had Forza Motorsport Seven to take our minds off things. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's all I got. That's that's all I've been into. Wow. It's been a good episode, fellas. Yes, yeah. sir. Always, always uh, good to chat with you guys about games and catch up. Absolutely. Yes. So um, I guess we got to give our shout out this this week. Brian, while you look that up, uh, we're going to give a shout out too. Uh, everyone, please wish Ryan a happy birthday. Uh, he has a birthday coming up real soon. Um, he's turning 58. Yeah, you never think it. Uh, yeah, he's got, he's got a voice of a young angel. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, so to get off that topic, smooth uh, <laughs> segue. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Got to get away from that. Uh, <laughs> this one's going to be in Delaware. So shout out to Millsboro, Delaware. All right. Right. Delaware coming through. I've only been to Delaware once, but uh, I really liked it up there. Um, It was, it could be in the place I was at, but it was super calm. Like everybody was, was calm, uh, which I enjoy. Yeah. I've never been to Delaware. If I have, I just drove through it. Sorry. It's a random story about Delaware. I went (laughs) went to the mall in Delaware and everybody was just real chill. Thing. Now we now uh, Micah has started that we have to have a story about the place we, we don't have to have one. <laughs> I just I just happened to have one. It was I was on choir tour. Uh, choir tour. Yeah. Well, well, let's just leave it. We'll, we'll, yeah. 
What year was it? What year was it? This I was in high school, so this was like probably 05, 04, 05. So things have probably changed in Delaware since then. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The mall's know. probably closed. I'm <laughs> sure that mall is closed. Um, uh, it was real. I just remember it being real, real chill. So shout out to Millsboro. Hey, Micah, you know what else would be really chill? What would be real chill, Ryan? If uh, we could have some fans join us over on patreon.com uh patreon.com slash digital theory podcast we'd love to hang out um i know mark and i played with a patron the other day on some tropico so we'd love to get some more feedback yeah some more interaction and don't forget you get early access to episodes uh and exclusive access uh to the bonus level episodes um that come out kind of bi-weekly we get to find out if my mom killed a dog there you go that's yeah that's a that's a throwback but it's still there it's still there yeah also check out our social media pages which we are somewhat active on uh we'll try and do better as we always do as we always promise but um we also have an instagram and a twitter page so check us out yeah a lot of fun happening on those social media pages. Yeah, we're we're getting more involved on that slowly. So, but um, that's it for me, guys. I appreciate you joining in. If you guys don't have anything else, I'll see you next week. Talk to you then. Peace.